Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. Now, I got an interesting question for you here tonight. Who do you think would win in a fight? Witcher 3's level 1 Geralt, like still in the White City that I can't remember the name of right now. Or... White Orchard? Yes, White Orchard. I was like, White Archer, but Archer didn't sound right. Close, but not right. Or the still-talking-to-T-Bug level 1 V. Who would win? Geralt or V? I'm sorry to do this to you, Jen, because you said they have interesting questions. I don't have an interesting answer. Uh, it's very easy for me to say Geralt. Easily. He's a witcher. He has enhanced reflexes, strength, and speed. V has fucking nothing at this point. So <laughs> it's very obviously Geralt. V has gun. Very okay. fast shooty gun. You can't, but like Geralt can move fast enough that you can't process because he still has mutagens, even at level one. Hmm. And also, he can probably survive a gunshot. I don't know. I bet with the depending, I guess depending on the situation, like if it just came on, if they just like got to a point where they got all, like up, like on the street, and just like ran into each other, and it was like instant like to a fight in the time that it would take v to draw their gun to put a bullet he's already killed them he's that fast okay or he also has signs axie he's done axie v's done because that's the mind control one yeah 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 you put an axie in place and there you go it's over well, would V's cyberware prevent Axie from going through? Magic but versus level, Tech Man. But level one V talking to T-Bug doesn't have any cyberware or only has Kiroshi optics and the hand thing. Mm. Okay. They have a neural link and stuff, but their brain is still 100% organic, I think, at this point. So. Yeah. And if anything, you can bring in the other signs into effect. Quinn to block the bullet. Igni to just blast V with fire as a distraction. Ard to knock V on their ass to then get the killing blow. It's just like 
There's just too many things in the Witcher arsenal that V is just not ready for. Okay, fine. What if I drop it down to Witcher 1 Geralt? Where he wakes up and doesn't remember shit. Is that a little bit more equal Probably. I think Witcher 1 Geralt, like, back at, like, the starting point, you don't have any signs yet. Mm-mm. Not really any potions. You're barely, like, learning how to use the sword maneuvers. Probably. Yeah, there's probably a lot closer fight. Yeah. Still think the Witcher might be resilient enough to take, like, a gunshot or two and V still loses. Just because of, like, the Witcher mutagens, but, like, it would definitely be a lot more, like, closer battle, for sure. Yeah, I think this question came for, came to mind because I was like, do I want to play Witcher again, or do I want to start Cyberpunk? Yes. I know, but I also you started my... I am waiting for the moment that I can pre-order the uh, Witcher 1 remake release. Like, that is going to be in my possession. And then... But I also started my uh, female V run last night. Oh, well, tell me... uh, Tell me how much you enjoyed Romancing Judy when you get to it. Um, I will. Judy is on the list of things to do. (laughs) I actually just... This is such a tangent at this point. Dear God, this is how we start. It's okay, it'll be a shorter episode. Uh... No, I actually just, like, just did that quest, the Pyramid song, like, two days ago. Mm. Of course, I was like, oh, the quest has popped up. Let me drop literally everything so that I can get to that. And then did my save point, too, uh, because I always save point that quest so that I can replay it again at a moment. So, it's such a good quest. Such a good, I love Judy. Yeah. So I started, and we. Okay. I may have what? made some controversial decisions last night. Um, I hit Endgame, and I finally had my night with Carrie. And I don't know what it is about that man, but I am in love and I can't I can't take it I can't I can't I can't not be with him going into this I was like yes I'm gonna romance Pan Am in the beginning I'm gonna romance Carrie at the end but then at the final phone call I'm gonna call Pan Am and then we are all gonna storm Arasaka together and then I'm gonna ride off with the Aldecaldos I called Carrie I mean, technically speaking, you can still call Carrie and then call Pan Am, but, like, then Mm-mm. Pan Am... Pre- oh, you can't? Mm-mm. So, for, if you romance both characters, like, if you were to also romance River after Judy, you can only make one phone call while you're on the balcony with, you, with Johnny. I know you can only call one romantic partner, but then I believe you can call Pan Am as the, like, Pan- ending that you choose... Pan Am's my, we're gonna go, we're gonna, we're storming Arasaka together. Right, but But. you can't, like, it's weird, too, because, like, then Pan Am's just kind of like, 
oh, that whole romance thing we were doing. That didn't happen. Right. That's the one problem is the awkwardness of that. <laughs> I don't but, know if I'm going to leave Night City with her. Hey, hey, you want to know something? You don't have a choice. Oh, really? You locked in your ending. Oh, okay. You will leave Night City. Fuck! That means I have to go through the Carrie breakup scene? That was horrible. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Anyways, on that note, we should probably get to the actual episode. <laughs> and I'd like, I don't even know what to like. I've, I've managed to make you cry, laugh hysterically, and blush in the time that we've done this podcast. Which has been like two months. So. Yep. <laughs> good job. Good, good job. Uh, that is why you are my beast mode. Uh, okay. Let's get to the scream sheet because we talked a bit ago about uh, Old Downtown. What the hell part of Night City is that? And I found out that it is originally the center of the township of Del Coronado. The old downtown area has since fallen to urban decay, and only the solid presence of city medical has prevented this area from turning into a slum. So it's where the hospital is, but nobody lives in that area anymore, so they don't call it old downtown. It is a district in red, though. Okay. Okay, and that's, I'm assuming that's where, like, Watson and Because I think Coronado Bay is somewhere in that area. And I would assume Del Coronado, Coronado Bay, probably related. Yeah. That makes sense. Unless I got my geography wrong, which is entirely possible. I'm trying to remember this stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Night City geography, not my strong suit. I know where oh, wait, I am and I'm the on whole, the map. I'm confusing. I think I am confused. Coronado Bay is what the original... Like when Mike Pondsmith he built Night City in that area of Coronado Bay in our world, I think. Oh. Never mind, my bad. Well, but we can all we can do. Maybe that's a good idea for an episode: is a geography of Night City and just talking about the different districts overall and where they are in relationship on the map. We can put it on the list. Good idea. But tonight, tonight we are going to kind of wrap up our overview of the different cyberware. And because we've talked about cyberpsychosis, we've talked about Adam Smasher, we have talked about Maelstrom, and all of these things have one big thing in common, and that is cyberware and cyber gear. So there's, and there's a lot. There is so much more than, I mean, we saw a lot in Edge Runners. Uh, we see a shit done in 2077, but there's even more. Like, there's gear in red, there's gear in 2020, and tonight we're going to bring a little bit of that to the table. Uh, we're going to talk about the gear that we have seen in red that we want in 2077. Okay, so I'm going to kick this off and I want to go with BD recorders. 
I wish I could create my own brain dances of all the crazy shit that I do and sell them for extra eddies. Then maybe I could afford all the things that I want in one playthrough. And it's one of my favorite things in the real world. Honestly, I watch Twitch streamers. Hell, I stream myself each week. And I love having recordings of my gameplay. I have audio recordings of some of the dialogue stuff. I wish that I could also watch my character doing the things over and over again instead of having to reload a save and then going through a whole bunch of stuff. But if I could somehow have in-game vids of the way I play out a mission or replay some of the epic battles that I've been in, it might be super self-centered, but whatever. I'd watch my own vids. The item description from the Red Book and the Brain Dance Recorder is a neuralware option. You share your story from your point of view. It records, records brain dance content to a standard memory chip or to a linked agent. Brain dances can be viewed using a brain dance viewer, go fig, and it requires a neural link. It costs 500 eddies, which doesn't seem like a lot at all in 2077 terms, but in it red... It's kind of a lot in red, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a lot in red and has a humanity loss of seven or 2d6, depending on whether or not your DM wants to go with a uh, law of average or roll every time. And then would I use this in real life? And hell yeah, I would. There are moments in my life that I wish I could replay over and over and over again I've had some crazy real-world experiences. Uh, and then there were some moments that were like, oh my god, nobody is going to believe that that just happened. And if I could, like, blink my eyes in a certain sequence and then all of a sudden a recording starts, hell yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, I think, like, because it's not even, like, for brain dances because of the way they are, like, it's not even, like, a recording. It's, like recording the feelings and sensations and everything like all those details and like i definitely have like moments in my life where and like i mean the ones that i can really like less serious ones more serious ones i mean like uh less serious something that i think about constantly is i wish i could have like relive the way i felt about seeing like like the 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 uh, moment in Avengers Endgame where all of the Avengers come to fight Thanos, yeah, you know, like exciting that fucking segment was. But you only feel that the first time, or at least I only feel that the first time. I'm like when it comes to like movies and stuff, the first time, great. After that, it's like it's cool, but like I don't I don't get as much of a, of a rush out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, even on a more serious note, like to relive like my wedding day mm -hmm. and like, like the feelings of that, like, you know, like in reliving specifically, and I'm getting all sentimental in here of like, just like that, that first moment that I saw my wife in her wedding dress and how she looked and the emotions I felt there, like, but who wouldn't want to do that? Like, it's not even just seeing it again. It's 
reliving it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, like, the the smaller moment to relive would be, like, that feeling in a mosh pit where you can feel the bass hitting in your chest and just, like, the energy of being in a crowd like that. Like, I would love to relive some of those moments that I've had because I know sure as shit right now, I'm not getting into a mosh pit anytime soon again. Not until I know that COVID is no longer going to be a thing, you know? That and I'm getting older and I probably shouldn't be in a pit, <laughs> you know? But to be able to relive some of those times that I have had before, I would love that, you know? And then, like you said, the sentimental moments, to be able to relive the first time that I held my daughter, like that is one of those moments that you never forget. But to be able to feel it again, oof. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's move on from the moments of my life. And what gear do you wish we had in 2077? Well, so uh, I got like. I got a couple runners up that I would just like to mention just because like I don't know, they're just they're just fun. The vampires I mean for the vampire simp that I am. Uh uh definitely the vampires. Um or just like I don't know, just think the multitude varieties of like melee weapons that you can bring out of your hands. Wolvers, Scratchers, Rippers, like, all of those, I think, are really cool. Um, uh, I think it'd be cool to just have, like, a variety. But the one that I went with, the choice that I chose, and I'm really good at this podcasting thing, <laughs> uh, is the Voice Stress Analyzer, which I honestly think would just be uh, a really cool tool that they could implement and like social like if they have like social scenes in the game of like making it more likely or maybe having some sort of like cool like function that it could serve on like your hacking screen or something of like or maybe like seeing more action in a person or something who really knows or maybe opening up additional dialogue options with mm -hmm. them maybe when you um, said that out, that's what I was thinking. Like sometimes how the cool option will pick up will happen. Maybe, maybe bypasses the cool option, and you could just have it at all times or something. Ooh. Who knows? But uh, I also just think it would be super cool and useful, like in real life, especially for people uh, like me who have a harder time like perceiving emotions. If people are telling the truth or not, as I know, I definitely do struggle with that. Uh, and so that would be just that would just that's just selfish. So, uh, just a little brief overview here: um, the system acts as a lie detector, detecting minor changes in vocal patterns and tone, comparing the recorded set of parameters. This cool little fun fact I found here is that you must first use the analyzer on while he she is in an unstressed situation or is telling the truth 
So it has to be programmed on the user first before it can be implanted or before it can be used on anyone else, which I think I thought was really cool. Um, as for the, the red stats, uh, it is a cyber audio option. The user adds a plus two to their human perception and interrogation. User can activate a special lie detecting function for a minute with an action, during which time the GM rolls all of your character's human perception and interrogation checks privately, beeping once whenever it detects a lie, or whenever they desire after a failed roll. Beware of false positives and negatives. It requires a cyber audio suite. Uh, multiple installations of this option provide the user no additional benefit because there are some that you, some things that you can stack. Uh, costs 100 eddies, which is pretty cheap, uh, and has a humanity of 3 or 1d6. But it does require a also installing a cyber audio suite, so you're already losing humanity for that too. Mm-hmm. So kind of doubles up. But uh, and I can say that for all of my or most of my red characters, I have this thing. Hmm. Just super useful. It's a thing, I, it's a weird thing for me, because I enjoy the idea of playing high empathy characters. In, in, in a lot of games, but specifically in Cyberpunk, where empathy is like the last thing you expect from people, you know? Yeah. Like, I think this is a cool dynamic. Especially for my corpo character, who's high empathy, and you're like, wait, a high empathy corpo who values honesty as their biggest thing? What the fuck is this? Yeah, that's like that's like my exact concept for red. Yeah, I mean that makes. I'm trying to think of like, mono is high empathy. Well, mono's got legs, though. Like, d- d- were those not considered? It's not a mono. That's oh. not mono. I'm not talking about mono. I'm talking about Calico, mm. who I play in my private game, but I also did bring into uh, the first season of Cyberpunk when I did my guest spots before oh. I was a permanent member. Okay. Yeah, no. Mono don't got high empathy. I didn't think so. Or high cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, let's uh, hit up a little bit of a mid-break, and then we can go into what we love in 2077 and the cyberware that we like to use. So, fun little fact, we, re-pre- we pre-recorded this episode so we can take some time off for the holidays and just some planned time away from home. So, we didn't get any new reviews in the last uh, hour or so, or any new patrons. <laughs> but if you have signed up or left a review since the last time you heard both of our voices in your ear holes, don't worry, I got you. Uh, but the code is still up and we'll give you a ten full 10% off or your order at metallic dice games 
youtube.com slash cplc cyberpunk lore cast. I think that's all we have for the mid-break. Short and sweet, guys. Appreciate. And I think this episode is also going to be short and sweet. Not like me. I'm tall and mean. I'm also tall. Mrs. Toasty's short and sweet. I don't think our lovely listeners heard that while I was playing the the music. But I did. Oh. Fair enough. I need to balance me out, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mine is only like two or three inches taller than me. So. Uh... I have a foot and three inches on Mrs. Toasty. Damn. Yeah, she's 4'10", I'm 6'1". <laughs> you got like four or five inches on me. No, I'm 5'9". You're tall. I am tall. You're woman. <sighs> Look, this is a fun episode between Toasty and I just talking gear and just chatting before the holidays so it's full of tangents and you should just, just cut out it. all the stuff but throw it in a blooper for the patreon only just for this all right i think i could probably do that too like like the patreons at least deserve to hear about Gary's fucking <laughs> I'm never going to live that one down. <laughs> I'm just too proud of that one to let it go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do it. I think I need the biomonitor because, yeah, my heart rate is getting up there. <laughs> oh, all right. The cyber that I love to have installed on my V, specifically the male V that I went through where I have a body of 20. Oh, the biomonitor is critical. Uh, what it does is maxed out at legendary, um, which is really, really expensive, but I'll get to that in a second. Maxed out at Legendary, the Biomonitor will automatically restore 100% of your hit points when your health falls below 15. Uh, and it only has a cooldown of 120 seconds at that point. And so used in conjunction with the Blood Pump, you basically got infinite health. And that's if you can take me down to 15%. I have all the other, uh, like the armor, the under the skin armor, and I have all of my gear is maxed out to the upgrade max ability because I went full crafting and full body. Like, I am beefcake. And you know what? You can just like top it all off with the shock and all. Because then it just, if you do fall oh. to zero, you just resurrect mm -hmm. <laughs> and I I do one. it all over again. That's the one that sends out the EMP and like gets rid of, mm -hmm. yeah, so I do have that one installed too. Yeah. I love that one specifically because I'm the type to jump off a building and then you revive if you die from fall damage. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely familiar with that one. Uh, it 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 came into play way too often mm. whenever I did that that stuff. But granted, that was about the only way I could die on that playthrough because um, that was the one where I had the mods. So I had 20 in every ah. with like maxed out skills. And then I went around and I was like, and I could have like infinite money. So I was like, let me, what happens if I go around? What does it look like to get all of the legendary cyberware installed on you? Um, the answer is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty insane. I think I need to do a modded run. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. There's a lot of, there's, I will say, there's a lot of research that goes into it. Because you have to find the proper Ripper doc uh, to, to do everything. And, like, each Ripper doc has specific legendary items. Mm -hmm. and then, so, yeah. It takes a minute to go around and talk to all of them. Because you do need to talk to all of them. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint, don't, don't beat up uh, fingers because you actually need him for some of those things. I know. I learned that the hard way, but that's okay. I would still be able to pick up the legendary biomonitor from uh, the Ripper and with the out with the Aldecaldos. So I'm good with that. But like, not only is it expensive, you have to have a certain level of street cred first. Like, I love how detailed they get with some of this stuff. Like. Some fucking gonk can't just walk up and buy it, even if he's got the ennies. No, you need the street cred first. I also have never spent... No, I I think my car, my actual real-world car, is the only thing that I have spent $33,000 on. That's a lot. Well, I mean, technically my house, but that's different. That's That's a mortgage. <laughs> that's different. It's pretty ridiculous, yeah. But my vehicle just legendary... dropped it. Yeah, well, at that point, when you do so much stuff, do all the little side gigs, you just work. So might as well. All right. Given everything that we can play with in 2077, what's your pick? So, again, I like to do honorable mentions. So I gotta, of course, give a massive shout-out to the Mantis Blades, because, I mean, they're iconic. They're absolutely iconic. Um, and uh, one of the few uh, legendary like cyberware variants that you can get without any trouble, because there's just that location in the Corpo Zone. And, like, sure, there's a Cyber Psycho, but you don't even need to fight them. You just need to sneak over to the chest and loot it, and then you go and get them installed. It's great. It's it's awesome. I think first time I played, I remember someone like someone put a YouTube video about that, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I had a like a level five V with legendary mantis blades. So that was sick. Hmm. I did not uh, find that. Yeah, uh, but mine is actually uh, one 
with an interesting bit of uh, history with 2077. Um, not in-game history, but the game history, in a way. So I, put, I picked the optical camo. And so actually, fun fact about that is that the optical camo has technically been in the game since the creation of it. But because of some, like, coding issue, or like the, sorry, sorry, the code for it has been in the game since the beginning. But they didn't actually have it activated in the code. So, um, it, like, you couldn't buy it. It didn't exist for your character. Um, and only until recently, uh, like, the huge patch that we had, um, did they actually fix the code up, and now it's actually in the game, and you can get it. Um, but I previously, there was a mod that basically unlocked it for you. They mm -hmm. took the code and put it in so that you could actually like get it and use it. Um, but essentially, uh, the optical camo grants its user the ability to visible for 10 or 15 seconds at a time, depending on rarity. Uh, with a cooldown of 60 rare, 45 at legend at legendary. So, like, I mean, it's invisibility. That's sick. I don't, I don't feel like I have to explain why you pick invisibility. It's invisibility. So, um, and, like, I play stealth. I like playing stealth stuff, going stealthy characters. Uh, so... It definitely very much appeals to me. Um, so there's definitely less var less variants of it. We only got rare, epic, and legendary. The legendary variant uh, is uh, requires 39 street cred and costs 28 euro bucks um, and can be uh, purchased from Octavio in Rancho Coronado. So. But, yeah, like, I mean, it's invisible. But uh, the uses for invisibility are, like, untold numbers. So. Agreed. I mean, even if it is only 15 seconds at a time, you can run pretty fast in 15 seconds and get pretty far and do a lot of things. And then in another 45 seconds so every minute you can be like 45 seconds invisibility go for 15 45 seconds later jump again into invisibility yeah yeah i could definitely see you could get up to some shenanigans doing that like you def i mean just think of like situations of doing heists and stuff you just figure out you put yourself to where like you've look at the blueprints, all the planning and stuff necessary, find out where the cameras are at, and you just duck them. You, like, turn invisible, get into a blind spot, wait for your cooldown to reset, turn invisible, get into another blind spot, you're basically just a ghost. You were never even there at all. We are not planning on any heists or anything like that in the real world. I promise. <laughs> that was... That sounded like such an automated response. <laughs> I'm guilty. Dear FBI agent listening to this podcast, 
I'm not doing anything illegals. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. So my runner up would be the monowire. Because it's just cool. Um, I mean, especially a lot cooler now after edge runners. Exactly. <clears throat> like Lucy brought a whole new thing to it. Um, so you can use it as a garrote or a whip. And then how we see Lucy use it as a lasso to parkour down a building. Hell yeah. And it charges and like powers. limbs and stuff too. So mm-hmm. like, it's very potent. Yeah, the the fact that it charges up from kinetic energy while you're just walking, it means that your weapon is always full power until you use it, and then it just goes away again. I didn't do nothing. Check my hand. See, I got nothing. And definitely, definitely appreciate. My brain's in a bad place today. I'm so sorry. But still... (laughs) It's just gonna be an episode for for just us, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're about to like not see each other for like a month, so fair enough. Oh, that makes me sad, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it's. I got I got be gone for a while. It's just how it is. Actually, okay. It'll be all right. I'll probably be hopping into streams and stuff. Okay. So, I'll be around. Okay. You just won't see my beautiful face. I'll miss your face. At least somebody will. All right. Well, if you want to catch our faces and my very sad face right now, make sure to follow us on Twitter at CyberpunkLore and on Patreon.com slash CyberpunkLoreCast. Watch the live streams at Twitch.tv slash CyberpunkLoreCast every Thursday, except for Thanksgiving, at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also find my face every week on the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I do also stream twice a week on that channel, twitch.tv slash two girls, one ship. I do a game stream on Wednesday nights, and our podcast recordings are every Friday night. Yeah, I, of course, uh, do the Witcher lore cast. Um, Monday uh, live stream Monday nights at uh, 9 Eastern or no never mind what have I been doing live streams have been way earlier I've been doing them at 5 Eastern and like was that 1 Pacific no no 2 Pacific yeah okay I know time zones I promise um, this is not even a joke I actually do but I monitor more European time zones than I do American time zones at this point. Uh, um, and then uh, I also do the uh, Cyberpunk Red actual play podcast with uh, the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crick Gang called a Cyberpunked Cyberpunk Apostrophe D. That is, that's what I got. All right. And of course, a shout out to Miracle of Sound. 
your amazing music just gets me through the day. I love everything that you have put out recently and keep it coming, Gav. Keep it coming. And while we're out there on the streets, stay safe on Night City. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.